Good morning and welcome to the Tech Central podcast. My name is Daniel Robus, the host of today's episode. And today we are going where no Dan has gone in a long, long time. We are going into IBM and meeting a new area. And we are going to introduce you to IBM's Salesforce with the capability lead, Sean DeCarras. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to have you today on our episode. And CRM is close to my heart because I started in a CRM area in MTN many, many, many years ago, but it wasn't as sexy as it is today. It was more of this. Thank you for calling MTN. This is Daniel. How may I help you? And that was our idea of CRM. I think things have matured since then. But I get ahead of myself. Sean, introduce us. How did you end up in IBM? Where did you come from? Thanks very much, Daniel. Good morning, everybody. So, so yes, I've joined IBM relatively recently, but I've been in the consulting and technology space for over 20 years. I originally come from a training and development background, worked in many different industries across telematics and financial services, retail to some extent, and even managed services. So I was with with a very big MS player on a different platform, Mm. but very similar in its scale to Salesforce, at least back then. But the allure of Salesforce, I felt I was always in the number two platform. And I needed to do a crossover at some stage. So I happened to get myself into the space and I've never looked back. Ah, stunning. That is awesome. This is such a fast growing area. And I did stalk you on LinkedIn just to see where you were. And you moved over to IBM. Why did you choose this challenge in this particular player? So IBM is a fascinating story. They've been really innovating the IT landscape for decades. And their DNA is baked with technical excellence. They do thousands of patents a year. The innovation that this company drives to the rest of the market, I think there's very few companies. And to be part of a technology firm that understands that it's more than just selling IBM products, but Mm -hmm. looking to solve customer problems. And that could be with a blended view of different technology plays and really being focused within the customer domain. And that's where Salesforce has no rivals in the industry. They are number one, customer is first. And IBM recognizes that and is fully behind this. And to be part of IBM consulting within the Salesforce world, it's my dream come true. I'm so glad for you. That's exciting. You've been there for a quarter now. And even in our prep, I was talking to you about the ironclad walls of IBM. What's a commonly held belief about IBM that you now passionately disagree with? So I think if I consider the stigma that IBM may have had within South Africa is that we are purely a software and hardware firm. That's absolutely not the case. We are a human-centered, customer-focused. We are obsessive about our customer success, and we're not pushing products. We are looking to solve problems and to make lasting impact that's going to benefit the client, the communities, the people that we work with, and really do a massive transformation and upliftment across the board. So IBM is very much the heart and soul and looking to take that to our customers. 
Outstanding. Now, IBM, I know, have been heavy lifters. And when I think of IBM, I tend to think of mainframe. Where does Salesforce fit into the strategic focus in the services and consulting side now? Well, when you consider the traditional stack of IBM, absolutely. There's foundational elements within mainframe. But Salesforce is a front-end engagement veneer. So if you consider a platform that is speaking to your clients, that your clients are logging into, or your customers, or individuals out in the community that are engaging with your brand, looking to buy products, looking to log service requests, Mm -hmm. Salesforce can act as that external facing veneer and bring all of your existing technologies into that surfacing. It also has a layer of integration, which can then support the speedy and rapid redevelopment or redeployment of existing assets that you have in a legacy infrastructure into a future-proof kind of API-led mechanism. So there's a lot of benefits that the platform brings, but number one is its front office transformation. It's looking at a customer lens across everything that it touches. So you're playing a lot more up the value chain now, and we're we're talking about modernizing the front office, modernizing the customer experience, but leaving the heavy lifters where they are doing what they are doing and doing them well. Absolutely. Salesforce is not looking to be an ERP. Salesforce is not looking to be a mainframe um, or a banking system. What it is looking to do is to derive the analytics, to surface the insight, to bring about the intelligence and bring that to the people that are working with that to Mm. service customers Mm. and also bring that benefit to the customers that are engaging. A little bit off-piste, you said they don't want to be an ERP, but they launched financials a couple of years ago. Is that not coming to our region or is that coming to to our region? So that. Yeah, so, so when we talk about financial services cloud, that is okay. a segment within Salesforce. Okay. But it is not looking to be a switching or transacting mainframe platform. What okay. financial services cloud brings is an industry-defined data model okay. that allows you to look at a financial portfolio of example, a household, and see where their investment spread is, what relationships they have to different products, Mm. and allow advisors to support the planning of finding the right kind of insight to shape what a financial future could look like Mm. for an existing client. So it's, again, the engagement layer. I'm going to ask you that question again. I think we swerved each other and maybe I didn't when they are playing in the financial space, I was talking about financials as in the modules, general ledger, accounts payable, accounts receivable, kind of the Oracle SAP dynamic space. So are you saying that's not their core focus or that's not the IBM core focus for Salesforce going forward? So certainly we don't anticipate Salesforce to be replacing existing ERP platforms like an SAP. The data model makes provision for a certain scale, but within that specific domain, we're not intending and we're not seeing an entire bank to be running only on Salesforce. There are still backend platforms that will be managing that. Awesome. Thank you very much. So what is your focus from an expansion perspective for your team? 
So that's a great question. We have a lot of immediate focus areas and we've got a very big aspiration for the coming years. Within the short term, we're certainly growing our team. We're looking to introduce a graduate program, IBM-sponsored university candidates that will be put on a Salesforce Academy journey and a consulting path for the next year. So when they, at the end of that program, they will be capable of being deployed, they will be able to execute, and they'll be able to rapidly accelerate their career opportunities. We're also bringing in senior hires from the market. Salesforce and IBM have a 20 plus year partnership and our global practice is one of the biggest in the world. So we have a lot of depth in Salesforce uh, across the world and we have the opportunity and capability to bring that global expertise to our local practice to augment our skill sets and accelerate the local development. So it's exciting times. That's wow. just in the that's just in the teaming development. We're also looking at driving out a lot of POCs for mm-hmm. new customers or, or prospects to show the value that we can bring to their industry, to their specific problems. And yeah, there's so much I could actually talk about in terms of this, but that's just to give you some highlights. That's so exciting. I, I can't get away from how many LinkedIn people I have that are recommending jobs at IBM at the moment. So if you are out there and you are in the CRM space or you are interested in the CRM space, I would highly recommend you go to the IBM website and have a look at what's happening in Salesforce. It's just growing and growing and growing. What do you look for in a team member? What is that thing that you want? So it's all about attitude. It's about the commitment to show up every day, to team with the people around you. My philosophy is that everyone has the ability to learn. Everyone is capable of learning a new skill in a platform like Salesforce. They make it very simple to cross over into the platform with all the materials that are out there. So the technical aspect is just a small dimension. But what's critical is coming with the right positive attitude. We're looking to take over the world metaphorically, and we need people that are on board, that are on a mission, because we're on a mission. We want to drive value. We want to drive customer success, and we want to give back everywhere we can to our teammates, to our communities. So we want people that are on board on that vision. Okay. They need to buy the vision. The vision's more important. They can learn how to walk while we're going. That's outstanding. I really like that. You've been working for about 20 years. You're showing your age. Masters, uh, I'm thinking, what a youngster, what a youngster. And what is the work, the fundamental shift that's taken place that you think if you look back now is like that was big from a human to human perspective where CRM is focused? Great question. When I started my career, right at the beginning of 2000, we were still building independent software standalone programs running on servers that every IT company was trying to manage. And there was just this plethora of data trying to manage that infrastructure cost. There was, there, it became very, very difficult. And as cloud evolved and became more of an option, there was a massive migration and it continues today for companies to get off of premises and getting into mm. the cloud. Mm. 
The fundamental challenge that every company has and continues to have is around how do they manage that data? How, if you've got 10 different sources of truth, how do you get to a single view of who your customer is in one instance and understand every interaction that that particular customer has had with your brand, what products he has, et cetera, et cetera. So the 360 Nirvana state always comes down to data challenge. Now, Salesforce as a platform creates every opportunity for you to build out a customer 360 view. It's built for that. But how you seed the platform with your legacy systems will ultimately impact the value that you get from the platform. So okay. if you do a bad data management upfront, if there's duplications in data, it's the classic data challenges, you may not realize all the benefits because you're just shifting the problem from one system into Salesforce. Garbage in, garbage out. Come on. That's been a truism since we started, isn't it? That's it. True or false? Salesforce.com is only for sales-focused company. False. Categorically false. Why? When you consider... (laughs) Salesforce.com. So so when you consider the origins of Salesforce all those years ago, it's certainly true that they started out as a CRM platform focusing only on CRM. But very quickly, the clever guys there understood that, well, there's a sales process that is common across every company in the world. Sales has been sales for thousands of years, and there's certain steps that are principal and fundamental. So they developed a sales cloud. But as soon as that was up and running, you consider that, okay, now we've sold something. Now the customer may not be happy. What are we putting in place to service it? So then they started focusing on what is that customer service or customer success factor, and they standardized that, taking the best of what the world was doing, and they came up with a construct. And that is the format that Salesforce has been building on the platform over all of these years, to the point now that we have industry focus, like financial services, insurance, health, manufacturing, so many clouds, IoT, Mm -hmm. those are very industry-specific clouds, but there are elements that transcend that are fundamental to any business like sales, service, marketing, etc. Awesome. Awesome. True or false? IBM is only for megacorps with deep pockets and limitless budget. False. So absolutely false again. Uh, I don't know where you're getting your questions from, Daniel. So, So IBM is absolutely focused on success. Now, success could be for big companies, but we are looking to shape the market. And the market in South Africa isn't just a conglomerate of a few big corporations. There's a lot of small to medium enterprises out there that are needing support, that need guidance and awareness on the right approach to implement a platform like Salesforce. At the end of the day, The platform is the technology enabler. It's the strategy enabler. It's, but it's how do you get to realize the value, the upfront design, the upfront strategy? Those areas are areas where IBM play. And we advocate always 
leading with what we call an IBM garage, which is a strategy and design focused lens on how we shape an implementation through a very IBM way of doing a discovery, understanding the customer, the personas, ethnographic research. There's so much that speaks to that process and the outputs of that come up with an approach that you then take to a technology. And And all our companies can step into this. It's not that it's exclusive for the top 5% of our South African and SADC. What is your region, Sean? Where do you play? Only South Africa or? So IBM Consulting locally focuses in Southern Africa, but our practice Our practice is an extension of the Middle East Africa that services that whole area. And we are also plugged into Europe. So you can consider our practice an extension of the EMEA and EMEA. Okay. So if we have an organization that spans that area, we can do that rollout across that environment. If we are doing the garage planning and whatever, we can look at your entire region. We're not restricted by geographic boundaries. Absolutely. And the world that we live in today, you can't function as a, without that construct in place. Awesome. So for consulting leads out there, what is something everyone in our industry should start or stop doing for 2022? So consulting in general, I feel, can sometimes be somewhat vaporware in terms of cookie cutter approaches to customer requirements. And I think it's very important, and this is where I feel strongly IBM Consulting is different, is we really internalize what the customer challenges are. We bring about the best possible people into understanding this challenge and then coming up with a framework and and the right answer for the customer. It's very easy to consider one customer's problem is similar to another customer that may have been serviced before and -hmm. just copying and pasting the approach. But every customer is unique. Every customer has different challenges, different markets. And we believe that having that personalized approach is the only way you get the right outcome. And and that's what the, the industry should be doing. If you were sitting next to a salesforce.com director lead, one of the drivers of Salesforce, what question would you ask her or him? Sure. uh, I probably have a few questions. Probably one of the biggest ones is considering Salesforce's incredible growth. And when you look at the forecasted growth just for Africa, it's astronomical. Mm. The challenge that we as a nation and as a continent have is bridging the skills gap and creating a market for employment. And what I would be asking that Salesforce person is how can we continue to collaborate in this ecosystem to continue accelerating training, learning and opportunities and growth to ensure that we can capture the youth that is coming through every single year and get them into this market because the market itself is there. It's how do we get the resources to service the opportunity? And that's the biggest problem. Outstanding. And I guess that ties into why your graduate program is so exciting. Just a plug for the graduate program. Where can we find out details on the website? 
So we will be posting details around that in the new year. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Watch this space. If you know young Watch people that want to get in there, there's two industries of my mind. There's actually three. There's three. I'm fortunate I get to meet a lot of people. It's Salesforce and specifically the CRM environment and how it touches everyone through digital transformation. Security at where security is going and one which is called crypto, which we should all be investing in. But if we are looking at young people and getting them fast-tracked for the future, these are three hot areas in IT. Please reach out to the IBM team and think about the graduate program. Who is your mentor and why? Where do you get the energy and stay current in where you're going from a leadership perspective? So I have a few mentors. Some of them are authors. Some of them are people that I have in my life. When I think of the leaders that I look to, Riaz Osman, our managing partner for IBM Consulting, he's been in my life for a good many years now, and he's extremely inspirational. And I feel his vision for IBM Consulting in this market is outstanding and I really do draw energy from where he's shaping this business. Awesome. When I think of authors and books out there, there's too many to mention. But give, I, me but I, give me two. Give me two. Come on. So Simon Sinek is always a uh, good motivator. He tells it like it is, and it's uh, really good to see where, where he's doing. And I'm just trying to remember Patrick Lencioni has a series of books out there that describe things about what good teaming looks like, how dysfunctional teams can put things in place to become high-performance teams. And yeah. Awesome. That's really good. It's so nice to hear from someone where it just rolls off the tongue. You clearly care about getting yourself empowered through knowledge and improving constantly. That bodes well for your team and your team management side. If I ask you one more question before I get into our wrap-up questions, if you were going to write a book about IBM and Salesforce.com 2022, what would the first three chapters titles be? It would be IBM and Salesforce together, vision for the future. So I, I guess leading with something like that. The second chapter could be something around Salesforce's strategy and IBM's innovation and how the two are so uniquely balanced to support each other with the deep technical skills that IBM has and the customer focus that Salesforce is lazing within this domain. I can't think of the third. I think there's probably books just in those two topics. Oh, it was an unfair question. I'm going to hit you with another one before I wrap. What does your ideal customer look like? Right now, if someone walks through the door, what is your customer look like that you're looking for? I think the ideal customer is not a customer that doesn't have a lot of challenges. We are absolutely open to trying to figure out the best solution for the challenge that they bring. I think what we're looking for is a high level of engagement, a customer that really invests themselves into the success of the program that's kicked off and understands the value that we can bring and show along the journey. I think the executive buy-in is essential for any program success. Awesome. I really like that. Radio, we are coming to the end of our time. Sean, it's flown by. I think there's another hour or two we could just chat about this. I'm going to ask you three questions, as I do as my wrap-up. 
I want to know what are you most excited about from a salesforce.com perspective in the next six months? What's coming out of their stable that you are anticipating? Then I'd like to know what is your focus for the first calendar quarter of next year? And finally, I'll ask you a question on advice. Okay, so let's start with the Salesforce one. Cool. So there's so many new things that are coming to the Salesforce ecosystem. If I had to pick one, the evolution of the commerce that Salesforce has brought is transcendent in the industry. So the augmentation of commerce with consumer goods, bringing those clouds into the Salesforce ecosystem in the world that we live in today is really taking the platform to the next level. So I'm excited for where the Salesforce direction is going in terms of those particular domains. If I think about the focus that we've got, at least in the next quarter, we are heavily involved in financial services and we will continue to do so. But there's a lot of opportunity when you think of the telco industry as an example who also have a financial services ecosystem play. We can bridge a lot of the gap and accelerate them on that journey because we've been instrumental in the financial services sector for so long. So we can really bring our key learnings into that space. So there's a lot of opportunity and we're certainly going to be exploring those. Outstanding. Good luck with that. My second last question to you is what would your advice be to someone that's on a transformational journey, such as you've discussed, heading it with Salesforce as that one pane of glass to look into the organization, what advice would you have for that person going forward? From an implementation perspective, and, and in fact, an entire program perspective, there's some key fundamentals that need to be in place. Okay. You have to consider what strategy you are actually driving out. It's no good kicking off a big transformation if it's not aligned to some kind of strategy. So you need the strategy upfront and the alignment to that strategy. You do need upfront design. So understanding who the customers are, what those customer journeys are like, and mapping those journeys to an enabling technology stack that may or may not be Salesforce. So you really have to understand what capabilities you need to fulfill that customer's experience demand. Once you've got that in place and your platform is selected, there's some key architecture considerations. You need to understand data. What data are you actually looking to bring into this program? And there's an entire focus area within data. You have to consider integration. What are the integration mechanisms that you're going to be using to augment and build out this program. You need to consider the infrastructure that supports some of the peripheral platforms that you would inevitably need to integrate with. Some of them may be on-premise, some of them may be in cloud, and there's considerations around latency as an example when you're pushing something from cloud back to an on-premise. So Mm. you need to consider the infrastructure setup. You also need to consider security always. So security around access management, identity management, and how are you going to lock this down within the program? So who can see what, when those things really need to be clearly defined. And I think lastly, the application ecosystem. So what assets have you as a company invested in that you can reuse 
in Salesforce through technologies like Salesforce Canvas. So servicing that platform in Salesforce, as opposed to trying to redevelop it in Salesforce, it gives you the opportunity to sweat that asset for a greater period, and it gives you a transition period until you actually do a full upgrade. So there's, Love there's that. some. Love so, so, that, so that, Sean. That that is that is solid. I've taken a thousand notes, and I want to summarize by saying. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what you've been saying there. I think that's fabulous. Jack Johnson will be proud of you. <laughs> Sean, we have come to the end of our time. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you. I think that your team is going to be one that we're going to hear a lot more of simply because of where Salesforce and IBM are now positioned. Good luck making waves for 2022. I wish you every success and want to say, I hope you have a really lovely December month and I hope to catch up with you in the new year. Appreciate that. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, everybody. From my side, Daniel Robus, have a lovely day. Bye-bye.